Show. We are streaming live on Facebook, 1041 Nick Reed. That is sponsored by Springfield Rap. California retailers that refuse to have gender neutral sections for children will be fined up to $500 under a dictate from Gavin Newsom in a new bill. Uh, this is fascism. The left loves to find these terms that they emotionally recognize are bad, and then they just label people they don't like with that term. Is why Hitler is one that they use a lot because every, you know everyone knows Hitler's bad, so you're Hitler. It doesn't you know they just label you. Uh, I mean, they Trump dictator. Dictators are bad, right? Now, of course, we know that it's the Democrats that are trying to imprison political opposition. They're trying to imprison Trump, his attorneys. They have flat out canceled the Democrat primary elections in Florida. So here they're canceling elections. They are still going after people that that some of which walked into the Capitol while being waved in by law enforcement on January 6th. They're still going after those people, raiding their homes. Meanwhile, you had pro-Hamas terrorists do the same thing just weeks ago and not a thing. Yet those same people claim that Donald Trump is a dictator because it's just a word that they know Emotionally is bad, so it doesn't matter whether they support actual dictator behavior. They label the opposition dictator. Fascism is another one. There's no organization that is more pro-fascist than Antifa, which is supposed to stand for anti-fascist. And what I have found is that many people who love to throw around the late Trump's fascist, well, what is fascist? They don't even know. When you're looking at an economic system, here's how fascism operates. You can have a business. But as the person in government, I'm going to tell you how to run it. Sometimes I'll let you make decisions if I don't really. Just like a boss. You know, you have a boss and a lot of times they give you leeway. There are certain decisions that you're allowed to make. But at any given time, they can override you. In fascism, that is the relationship between government and business. That, okay, you can own your business. And so, for example, Gavin Newsom in California saying, you can run your business. Oh, by the way, you have to have gender-neutral toys. I'm going to decide what sort of toys that you are allowed to sell. And if you don't, then we'll punish you. That is fascism. So, again, the political party... And the supporters of the political party that love to throw around the term fascism in order to describe Trump or Trump supporters are actual supporters and implementers of fascism themselves. And that's an example of it. I mean, it's, it's straightforward. Another example of it is, 
Oh, uh, yeah, you can sell um, vehicles. By the way, they're going to have to be this kind of vehicle. They have to be electric vehicles by this period of time. That's fascism. Telling somebody, oh, yeah, sure, you can own a car lot. You can, uh, you can own a manufacturer, uh, you know, manufacture vehicles. You can own a company that does it, but we're going to tell you what kind you have to manufacture. That's fascism. I know a lot of people, particularly those on the left, who have themselves convinced that they don't like fascism, that's a difficult pill to swallow because the reality is you are what you claim your opposition is. Have a look at the weather, and then I want to play for you some what is, is some of the most disturbing audio on full display yesterday. The heads of three universities, Penn, MIT, Harvard, under questioning, acknowledging that at their universities, Calling for the elimination of Jews does not violate their code of conduct. It only violates it if the people calling for it actually do it. Which is pretty inconvenient if you're Jewish because you're not around to see people held accountable for it. This is in America today. These are on universities, by the way, that our government is forcing you and I as taxpayers to fund in certain capacities. They receive federal funding. Why? It is. It's just beyond. I, I, I don't, in some ways, don't recognize this country any longer. The fact that there aren't calls to cut off funding to these universities that are openly acknowledging that it is fair game to to with Jewish students on campus. I'm not we're just talking about code of conduct here. This is their code of conduct. This is all right, if you're a student here, this is what's acceptable, this is what's not acceptable. To say that they accept the call for elimination of Jews as acceptable behavior as long as you don't actually do it. Then you may get suspended for a week. First, the latest news update. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. This week, Springfield City Council has discussed extending mayoral terms from two to four years as Mayor Ken McClure is wrapping up his current and final term. A vote on a mayoral term extension won't take place until early next year. Council members also heard an hour-long presentation about the results of a year-long housing study in Springfield. The study finds home ownership has declined 17 percent from 2010 to 2020. Many of the cheapest homes in the city are also being purchased by people who could afford more expensive homes, leaving those low-income residents out of luck. A more in-depth presentation on that housing study is expected to be released online soon. And this Thursday at 10 on Fox, catch our investigative special that wraps up some of our biggest stories our team has followed this year. From Cutter 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10 Fox 49. Meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sunshine 54 for a high today, clear 39 tonight. Tomorrow, sunny high of 63. Yesterday, uh, we had Trudy in from KVC, formerly known as Great Circle. These are the folks we work with to uh, uh, get kids that have oftentimes, they're in the midst of horrific uh, conditions, family, if you even want to call it that, conditions. 
And what they try to provide them is just as normal as can be. Christmas, Christmas party, to, to know what it's like to be a, quote, normal kid. And they rely on us and, and you in order to help make that happen. And this is where Santa's Angels come into play. I recommend that if you haven't had an opportunity to hear Judy, because I, I talk a bit about Santa's Angels. Sarah talks about Santa's Angels, but uh, Trudy, she works with these kids. This is, this is what she does. She sees it. She's she's instrumental in this. She sees it beyond the the Christmas. And, and um, you can listen to her in the on-demand section, the podcast from yesterday, and it'll give you better insight into why it is that that we do this and and our massive thanks to you because the only reason we're able to do it is because of you. And so I ask that even if you don't have time to do that, please adopt a kid. Uh, Yesterday, I know one of the locations we talked to and they still said, they said, well, we still have quite a few and, you know, we're going to be coming up soon on the deadline. And the one thing we absolutely do not want, and we've avoided every year, is a kid knowing that their name with a list of their Christmas gift wants was put on a tree and they were passed over. That is compounding what they've already gone through uh, a thousand times over, and and we certainly don't want that. So I ask that you stop by one of the trees today. The locate we have this information listed at ksgf.com under Santa's Angels. The four locations are the same as last year. So if you picked up a kid or two or however many from last year, you could stop by the same location that you did last year. Uh, this year, Anchor Tactical Supply in South Campbell, A1 Custom Car Care in Springfield, the, the West Sunset location, Crown Power and Equipment on Chestnut Expressway, just about to Glenstone, and Green County Freight and Food Sales on Kearney. And again, all of that info, plus any frequently asked questions, you can also find under the Santa's Angels section at ksgf.com. <laughs> Deck the halls with boughs of holly, fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 la. I was having a conversation with um, some soon-to-be new partners with the station. I'm very excited about, and uh, I, these guys are, that we've been talking with, meeting with, are just. Uh, really really like them love their vision and it's a, it's a great fit for us in terms of um just the the product and service and 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 what it is we try to provide you in terms of information hopefully soon maybe as early as next week we'll be able to uh, announce that new partnership but i was i was talking with them about how there's you know just i have these days where I have at least an hour's worth of thing I'm not even going to get to, and you know it's just <laughs> sometimes it's frustrating. And here, of course, is another one of those days, and I'm using up time to tell you about it, which means there's even less time for me to cover everything I want to cover. So I'm defeating the purpose to some degree. All right, now the reason I brought it up is because here I got to I got to bypass all of this here that I have. President of Harvard, MIT, and Penn, yesterday testifying before Congress that calling for the genocide of Jews does not violate their campus code of conduct. This is difficult to wrap one's mind around for so many reasons. Watching 
the repeating of, of human behavior throughout history, being one of them. The banality of evil. You know, there's, I would encourage people to look into this, the banality of e- evil and, and this, this concept that was written, uh, Hannah, Hannah Arndt. She observed the Nuremberg trials, the aftermath of the uh, rise of, of Hitler in the fall and, and this attempt to hold people accountable. And what she found in her observations, and she would write about this and get a lot of flack for it because of what I believe was a great misunderstanding and, and, and guilt that some people felt, is that what she realized that you have in your mind when you hear about these atrocities, you hear about the people that stood that, that were part of the atrocities in some capacity. And in your mind, these are evil monsters. And what she saw uh, in observing many of these trials, that these weren't the, these people that were evil uh, in presentation, but they, they were relatively these benign-seeming individuals that just were going along with it. That it wasn't that, that the people involved in allowing the festering of hatred towards a group of people in Germany that would be the Jews, if you were to, in any other given circumstance, meet with them, talk to them, sit next to them on a bus, be at a cocktail party with them, uh, run into them at some sort of social event, strike up a conversation, you would walk away thinking this is a perfectly normal person. Yet here they were helping facilitate what would become the Holocaust. Now, she observed this and she dealt with a, a, a massive amount of criticism claiming that she was downplaying the evil component of Nazism and the attack on the Jews. And she wasn't doing that. She was just noting that, that yeah, clearly you're, you're going to have people that are just flat out evil. We see it with Hamas, obviously. But that evil oftentimes is, it, it, it grows and infiltrates because of people who aren't necessarily proactively evil in nature, but they go along with it. They help facilitate it, the banality of evil. And I'm thinking of that as I'm listening to this, as I'm watching, like the, the White House refuse to condemn a member of Congress that downplays the rape of Jews as a weapon by Hamas. I think about the banality of evil when outlets like the news leader, while Jewish people are facing what they are throughout, not just the world, but this country, decide instead to try to make people believe that, oh, no, no, they aren't going through anything worse than Muslims are, and, and write reports about uh, increased security at the local mosque. And when you hear these people these are the leaders of these universities. I want you to listen to this testimony. You can hear Congresswoman uh, Stefanik visually if you see it as well. You, she's almost in total and complete disbelief 
at what she's hearing during this testimony yesterday. And she is asking, as we have seen, the allowance of uprising with Jewish students on campus oftentimes in hiding, barricading themselves in libraries because of students in mass calling for the elimination of Jewish people. Dr. Kornbluth, does M- at MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment? Yes or no? If targeted at individuals, not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context, when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated as harassment, if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment, yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your testimony that you will not answer yes? If it is, if the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm gonna give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic con- rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action. So the answer is yes that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. Of course, they won't resign because people will still trip over themselves to get, send their students to these, their children to these schools. 
because this administration will continue to force as well. Frankly, I, I, you know, Congress. How is it that we're still funding these? How is federal? How do federal tax dollars go to these institutions? You listen to the the it, it is eerie. I'm not a big one on, you know, just Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. But I do look at behavior. And one of the bothersome components of the era, the Nazi Germany era, was with what clinical approach Hitler's government took when it came to dealing with with the Jewish people. And then you listen to the way that these university presidents speak about the Jewish people. It is with almost that same clinical precision, as if they're not human beings. And Congresswoman Stefanik is beside herself because she's like, this is an easy answer. Uh, no, you don't call for genocide. You don't call for the elimination of Jews. That's wrong. And their clinical approach is, well... Now, you know, it depends. Uh, are we talking about one Jew or are we talking about the Jewish people as a whole? And then if it does cross over into actual action, at that point, we will do an evaluation. This this Nazi-like clinical approach as if they're talking about objects instead of living human beings. This is evil. Whether intended, understood to be evil, or not, this is evil. Some of these people, because they're lefties, would be horrified if you were talking about cattle in this fashion. If you were diminishing cattle. In the manner that they are talking about Jewish people and Jewish students. Where are the calls to, to cut off funding for these? We are funding this. And then we wonder why it is that students, I, I just love when you reflect back, well, what's going on? What, what, how, why all of a sudden are these young people calling for the genocide of Jews? Gee, I wonder why. Look at the leadership. Telling them it's perfectly okay. But if you cross over to actually start slaughtering Jews, well, then we'll investigate whether or not you are violating the code of conduct. It is unfathomable that I, it's just I, it, I can't even begin to comprehend that this is happening in the world, let alone in the United States today, and that we have an entire political party that is facilitating this. It's it, total insanity. I'm going to take a break. More coming up. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. we got look at the weather coming up here. And then I, I want to read some of your text messages. And so many of you are on point. These are the same universities. The same universities that yesterday testified. Harvard, Penn, MIT, the presidents of those universities. That it does not violate their 
approved code of conduct call for the elimination of all Jews that you know if you are a professor and you get somebody's pronoun wrong, you will be out of there faster than you know what hits you. This is how messed up these people are. And these are the people that are put in charge of our institutions of higher learning at, at the cost of, I don't even know what it costs to send young people to get brainwashed by these anti-Semitic a-holes. The Traffic Update, I'm Nick Reed. The first alert forecast sponsored by Wolf Pack Cleaners, your residential and commercial cleaning professionals. From Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sunny 54 for a high today, clear 39 tonight, tomorrow sunny with a high of 63. Regarding the testimony yesterday by the presidents at Harvard, MIT, and Penn that calling for the elimination of Jews is not in violation of their code of conduct, but they will investigate if they actually, if there is an attempt to murder Jews, that they will investigate to see if it violates their code of conduct. Some of the text messages coming in pretty much in the same theme here, noting that at Harvard, MIT, Penn, dozens of other universities, you can call for the slaughter of Jews. But if you call someone by the, quote, wrong pronoun, I guarantee you, you'll face disciplinary action. It's true. This is how insane these people are. They're crazy. They are crazy. These people are crazy. And I, I, I Republicans, I, man, I, it's clear Republicans do not have a, an issue of dissent here. One of the, do you know the White House canceled Hanukkah celebrations, by the way? Canceled them. The audio, I was looking for audio earlier, and it was audio in which Biden was commemorating some Muslim holiday and just going on and on about how significant and important Islam is to this country, which, okay, fine. But I noted that you will never find that White House go on to that degree, degree about Christianity ever. And here they've canceled Hanukkah celebrations at the White House. Now, they've, they're couching it as doing it because that they are somehow protecting the Jewish people that uh, evidently they're afraid that there will be an attack. But what message does that send? We all know why this is happening. And Democrats have quietly expressed this concern. They're afraid that they're going to lose votes within the Islamic community that is pro-terrorism. In fact, some of these activists have openly said they will do everything they can to make sure Biden does not win re-election because he hasn't been supportive enough of their terrorist activities. I mean, you think about everything he's done. He's essentially funded it through Iran. He assisted Hamas in getting the ceasefire. There's a very good chance that that could not have occurred without this White House's help. Yet that's not enough for them. Now they've canceled Hanukkah celebrations at the White House. Somehow, again, masquerading that as if, well, they're doing it for the Jewish people. Oh, is that so? Out in um, California, there's some uh, tree lighting ceremony that I think Newsom or so, you know, they, they canceled that because they're afraid 
that the pro-Hamas wing of the Democrat Party will be upset and protested. All of these alterations they're making, all of these sacrifices that the innocent good people in this country are being forced to make at the hands of these extreme pro-terrorist radicals. There was a vote, the Johnson, Speaker of the House, has a vote strongly condemning anti-Semitism. Nearly 100 Democrats refuted, refused to vote for it, voted present instead. Voted present. Condemning anti-Semitism would not do it. It is... Well, we we this isn't a slippery slope. We're we're way that's that's far back behind us. This is a battle. We we are in the same arena of the cultural battle that we fought regarding slavery in this country, where you had one political party that was really all in on it, and another one that was really really against it. And here we are again, Republican versus Democrat. And it's not what what we're seeing here is the Democrats, they're not going, whoa, we got to pull back a little bit. They're doubling down. You do have some Democrats that recognize this is problematic and they're very concerned about how this is going to impact them for the election. But they're trying to have it both ways, because on one hand, they recognize that to a lot of average Americans. Saddling up with anti-Semites is not. Something they want to support. But they also recognize that there is a significant portion of their voting base that are left-wing anti-Semites. And they don't want to alienate those individuals. When you're trying to serve two sides, cater to two sides, in which one wants the other one murdered, you're probably going to end up not satisfying either of them. And this is the balance they're trying to have. Back to the subject matter of, you know, just this wonderment as to how it is that young people have become so radicalized to sympathize and support terrorism, specifically against Jewish people. Oakland School District teachers plan pro-Palestinian teach-in asking students to draw what they think a Jew leader looks like. The story from Fox News, teachers in Oakland, California, planning a pro-Palestinian teach-in scheduled Wednesday, December 6th. Oakland Unified School District Superintendent Kayla Johnson Trimmel issued a warning to teachers planning to hold their unsanctioned event that she's not that uh, she said is not aligned with district educational protocol. Well, we have found that people who are supporters of terrorism certainly alter their behavior based off of a stern warning. She shared in a state or she said in a statement shared with Fox News Digital, I want to again make clear that our expectation is that all educators in every classroom across the district take seriously their responsibility to adhere to principles of education and to keep personal beliefs out of the classroom. Notice it is not a statement making clear that the district is opposed to anti-Semitism. Materials included in the Oakland Teach-In Curriculum Resources tell elementary school children to draw what they think a Zionist leader looks like. 
Well, boy, this is a throwback, isn't it? In which children were indoctrinated to characterize Jewish people and with certain characteristics. I, 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 this is happening all over the country. I'm telling you, th- this is much worse than I think most people really truly recognize. And I'm telling you now, the reason that this is continuing to bubble up and get worse is because it is something that has infiltrated the Democrat Party to a significant enough level that they are worried that if they are against anti-Semitism as a party, if they're very loudly and clearly against it, that they will lose a significant number of voters. Now, this is what makes this all that more disgusting. Listen to this story. Schumer and White House hit Massey for social media posts, quote, anti-Semitic, disgusting, and dangerous. Now, what Representative Thomas Massey, who's a Republican from Kentucky, posted, maybe some of you have seen the meme, and it's it's uh, two different um, s- slides, if you will, one above the other, and it's of uh, Drake, the artist, and one of them, he's smiling, and the other one, he's doing like the, oh, no. And it notes that, um, let's see, what does it say? Of course, this didn't print out the stupid graphic. Let me take a break, because I want to describe it to you. Um, and I don't have the visual in front of me in order to do so, so I'll pull it up. But I, I can tell you this, it is not in any way, shape, or form anti-Semitic at all. It is an indictment on members of Congress, essentially, the, the, how some of the members of Congress celebrate or portray themselves as being supporters of Israel or supporters of the Jewish people celebrating the country of Israel while condemning Americans who love the U.S. of A. And they are trying to use this to say that he's anti-Semitic, all the while canceling Hanukkah at the White House, supporting these university presidents that openly say that it is okay on their campuses to call for the elimination of Jews, you know, and funding terrorists as well. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick. Thank you. Holiday travel is ramping up. And if you're going to be hitting the road for Christmas and you're traveling a long distance and you don't like taking your personal vehicle for that journey, Right now is a great time to reach out to Avis, the car rental company, and secure your short-term rental. And if you're going to be in the market for a new vehicle, Avis also has their long-term rental program. Now, this is a great option if you have a couple of vehicles that you're interested in, but you want to do a longer test drive before you actually commit to purchasing one. Now, there's a lot of great items about the long-term rental program that I mention all the time, like you don't have to worry about vehicle maintenance. And if you get into a vehicle that's just not working out, you can swap out vehicles every couple of months if you wish to do so. Now, if you're needing that short-term rental for the holiday travels or you want more information on the long-term rental program, just swing by the Avis store here in Springfield. It's off of uh, Fort and Sunshine. And of course, you can find all of their contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. All right. So the Democrat Party is massively infected with anti-Semitism, and you can understand 
why that's where it resides for a number of reasons. But you can also understand why it is that the anti-Semitic element of the Democrat Party finds it a welcoming home because this is an administration that has been funding the attack against Israel, at least in part. You know, this administration after Iran acknowledged that they helped fund the attack on Israel. It was after that that Joe Biden extended the lifting of sanctions on Iran so that they can continue to have money flowing in. Not the opposite. These were sanctions, by the way, put in place by Trump. And Biden lifted them. And then after Israel's like, or Iran rather, acknowledges, yep, we kind of used some money here that we had to help this thing against Israel happen. The administration, see, it was the the temporary lifting of the sanctions was set to expire. Biden re-extended them. So you can see why it is that Hamas finds aid and comfort in this administration. And, of course, the one thing that they desperately wanted from a um, an operational or tactical uh, standpoint was a ceasefire that they desperately needed that in order to help achieve their long-term goals of eliminating Jews and the Biden administration helped them get that. The, 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 the gaslighting, if you will, from Democrats to try and still as laughable it is, as it is to claim that they aren't the problem when it comes to anti-Semitism. So you had uh, Congressman Republican Massey, and what he tweeted out was, it's that many of you have seen it, it's, it is a meme designed to show hypocrisy. And you have Drake, the artist, and in you know the top slide, it is a picture of him with his hand up like, oh, no, not that. And then below it is him smiling like, yes, this is awesome. And the slide of him going, oh, no, not that, is listed as Congress these days when it comes to American patriotism. So in other words, Congress like, yeah, patriotism, ugh, a little scary. I mean, we especially Democrats. Domestic terrorists. But when it comes to Congress these days and Zionism, which essentially is Jewish patriotism, they're all on board with that. Demonstrating the hypocrisy at some why is it why is it bad to be proud to be American, but it's but you know, some of the same people who will label that as as potentially domestic terrorism uh, and dangerous behavior, and we should be ashamed of our country. but uh, but when it comes to people in other countries, you celebrate their patriotism. and it's it's an excellent question. So what does Chuck Schumer in the White House do? They claim that that's anti-Semitic. It's not anti-Semitic. It's not anti-Jew. It's not a criticism of Zionism. It's a criticism of members of Congress who on one hand celebrate individuals that have a level of patriotism for their country, but when it comes to Americans celebrating or having patriotism for you know their country here in the U.S. of A., somehow that's bad. And the Democrats know it. And so here what they're trying to do is distract from two truths here. 
One, that the Democrat Party doesn't like this country and doesn't like Americans who love this country and that they have an anti-Semitism problem within their ranks, within their party, a massive one. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Don Carricker, Alex Carricker, Anthony Carricker now taking IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com. The torch being passed. Still providing you, as they did during the, the transition, it was quite a transition there with the the best service, the best way to go about it, keeping on top of things for any of your home loan needs, any any questions you may have, whether it's should I refine, should I even things that you think, well, what could they offer? I, oh, hey, my aunt died and left me $20,000 and I only have 15000 left to pay on my house. Should I pay it off? Seems like a no-brainer. But these, this, they're a resource and questions that... Uh, have anything to do with home ownership and and uh, interest rates and home loans and so forth. So utilize them as a resource, even if it's just for advice. It's I want a great home because you do. It appears as if the White House is testing a new form of leverage to get a blank check to Zelensky, and that is the threat of grounds troops on the ground. Breitbart is reporting that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin warned Congress yesterday during a private briefing that if they do not give more aid to Ukraine, it would, uh, quote, very likely lead to U.S. troops fighting a war in Europe. Boots on the ground. So it appears as if they've recognized here trying to tie defense of Israel to defense of Ukraine and a blank check of ever-flowing money did not have the impact they wanted. So now it looks as if they are beginning to threaten sending Americans over to actually fight with boots on the ground. And then, of course, blame it on Republicans because they don't want to provide a blank check to Zelensky. Glenn Beck's next. I'm Nick Reed. Talk to you tomorrow.